Welcome back, guys, to the Reach Your Peak podcast experience. As always, thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. So today, what we're going to talk about is the power of regular reflection. Now, this is something that's really underestimated by a lot of individuals, okay? A lot of people, when they come and see me, okay, whether it's for coaching or for advice, they really don't appreciate the power that reflection can have and how different forms of reflection can have different benefits in your own journey, okay? So this thing we're going to talk about today, we're going to discuss exactly what self-reflection is. I'm going to go into the types of reflection exercises you can do and why you should do them. And then I'm going to finish up with how you can start implementing more in your life. Okay, let's get into it. So, what is self-reflection? Okay, how would you define self-reflection? There are obviously different ways that you could define it, but I'm going to keep it very simple with three simple points. Okay, this is what self-reflection is all about. It's about assessing what's working. It's about determining what's holding you back. And then it's using that to decide where to act. Okay, at the, at the baseline level, that is what reflection is about. That is what you want to be able to grab from reflection to help spur you on and get results do the right actions, and move the needle, so to speak, okay? But if you want to get more fancy, self-reflection is when you really kind of think deep down about the circumstances in your life, things that are occurring and things that you're doing and how they're framing your life and your lifestyle and your decisions and all that sort of stuff. But let's keep it simple for today, okay? Let's keep it actionable, okay? Let's keep it no fluff because that's what's going to enable you to be able to actually implement what I talk about today in your own life and get some results out of it help move the needle, as I like to say, okay? Or build that momentum, okay? Build that momentum towards your goals, okay? Now, let's go into different types of reflection because obviously with reflection, it can be a broad term, okay? You can just sit there in bed, look at the ceiling and reflect on, oh, you know, what did I do today? That's that's technically self-reflection. There's all these different types of self-reflection and I'm gonna deep dive into the main ones, the main ones that can actually help you to be more specific, Ones that you can actually harness in your journey right now with your nutrition, with your fitness, with your health to get better results. Okay, so let's get into it. First one is the morning journal, okay, or the morning journaling or whatever you want to call it. Doesn't really matter. The point is that it's about reframing a positive mindset for the day. Okay, it's about setting the tone for the day. And this is something that a lot of people can benefit from. This is something that really kind of shapes how you're going to perceive what happens to you that individual day but also kind of prepare you for the obstacles that may occur. But morning journaling can be really effective if you're someone that you find that when you are going about your day, things get you off track really easy or negative occurrences really kind of get you down and you can't seem to get that positivity back. Then morning journaling could be for you. The next one is end of day gratitude journaling. Now, before I move on, I want to say that you could also do gratitude journaling in the morning, okay? That's all preference-based. But myself, my experiences, I usually preferentially do gratitude journaling at the end of the day when I really think about everything that's occurred and then I do some gratitude journaling or you could do it on like the end of the week on a Sunday morning, something like that. But what is it? Okay, what is this gratitude journaling? Well, it's about learning from the day-to-day. It's about really kind of thinking about what do you have in your life? What are you experiencing in your life? What have you made, like where have you made progress in your life? Whether on that day, whether in the previous week, whether in the previous year or years, doesn't matter. 
It's about learning from those experiences and thinking about what do I have and how is that positively shaping me? Okay, what am I grateful for? (laughs) At the baseline level, that's what it's about. It's about jotting down what are you grateful for? It's a really great and effective exercise because it really helps you to frame what's happening around you, frame what you actually have, because a lot of people, and perhaps you're the same, you may be like, yes, that sounds so familiar when I, when I share this next part, is we get lost in the pursuit of the next new thing. We get lost in the pursuit of that quick fix. We get lost with the pursuit of, of just change in our life that we don't stop and appreciate what we actually have, what we have achieved thus far, and appreciate you know, how, how many positive things there are already in our life that we should be grateful for. So that's what gratitude journaling is about. Then the next one is a brain dump. Now, this one's a reflection, but not a structured way, okay? It does have a kind of a an aim, so to speak, when it comes to structure, because it really kind of feeds into what you're going to do with your to-do list. But a brain dump in itself is literally just at the end of the day, it's about going, okay, what are my thoughts and feelings? What are the things I have to do? What, what is everything that's keep making me overwhelmed in life? And just dumping it on a page and then dealing it with the next day. So really, at the end of the day, brain dump is a form of reflection that helps to manage overwhelm. So you, if you're someone that you find out you can't get to sleep because there's so many things buzzing around in your head like a bee, okay, all these bees and wasps just buzzing around in your head and you're like, how can I manage this? I can't get to sleep properly. I keep thinking about tomorrow. Well, don't do yourself a disservice. You got to sleep. You got to rest. You got to recover, okay, especially if you're an athlete. So to manage overwhelm, a brain dump is perfect. It's something that I've been using for years now and something that's really effective. It's literally just have a notepad next to your bed and just jot down everything that's in your mind before bed. Release it all, okay? Then go to bed. You'll see how much more clear clear you are, okay, in terms of what you need to do, but also see how much less overwhelm you experience. So there, brain dump. Really underestimated form of reflection. Then the next one is a, a weekly reflection. Now, this is the, the bread and butter of my reflection exercise. Okay? My, my reflection regimen, so to speak, is really that, that strategizing at the end of the week to see how your situation is moving forward or being held back. It's about like, for example, in business for myself is where I think about what's driving me forward, what's pulling me back for yourself with your, with your nutrition. You'd want to think about, okay, is this plan working for me? Is it not working for me? If yes, it is working, what's, what's the benefits of it? If it's not working, what is holding you back? It's about really kind of deep diving once a week, at the end of the week, ideally, and think about what strategies can you put in place to keep moving forward? Or what things can you change or eliminate so that it doesn't hold you back continually like it has been thus far? That's what that weekly reflection is about. Plus, you can also kind of extrapolate and go weekly, you know, weekly gratitude journaling, weekly, you know, reflections, weekly brain dumps, it doesn't really matter. You can really kind of use that weekly theme for different ways. But really that weekly reflection comes down to once a week, sitting down, asking yourself some questions and it should be the same questions each week. Okay, so maybe like do a template up for yourself. But it should be the same questions each week that really frame up how you're progressing in life, how you are progressing towards your goal. Okay, that is at the most basic level what it is. Weekly reflection is about that strategy and that reflection around how are you moving towards your goal? And if you aren't, what needs to change and what do you need to work on? Simple. Then you've got the final one I want to talk about today. This one's so key. This is something that I really kind of instill with all my clients is that mealtime self-reflection. 
Now, not everyone needs to do this. Not everyone benefits from this. But if you're someone that finds yourself constantly craving and then indulging or constantly not being able to control your food intake or feeling guilty or feeling a negative food relationship developing or any sort of thing where it just doesn't feel like you're in control of your meal times, you need to be doing this, okay? Mealtime self-reflection. Because what this does is this enables you to make what I call an informed decision, okay? Informed decision-making is what it's all about when it comes to managing your food intake. Eating chocolate is not bad, but eating chocolate just because you crave it because you have a stressful day and then you indulge straight away and you end up eating a whole pack and then you feel guilty and then that causes you to be in a surplus and then this happens often and then you don't progress. Well, after that long sentence, yes, that is bad. But eating chocolate itself is not bad. So you want some strategy, you want some control, you want some balance. And the way to do that is through self-reflection, okay? Self-reflection enables you to make an informed decision. That way you think about it. Okay, I've had a stressful day and I want to reach for that chocolate. But let's think. What are my alternatives? And if I do indulge, does this get me closer to my goal or further away from it? Then think, do I really want that chocolate or is this the emotional eating talking? And if it is the emotional eating talking, is there anything else I could do maybe to divert this energy and think about non-food related things and then come back to that decision later? That way you do these things, you do this exercise, and then maybe 20, 30 minutes you come back to it and you ask yourself, okay, do I now want the chocolate? And now if you still do, you eat the chocolate, don't feel guilty, that's an informed decision. Remember, it's not bad to eat chocolate, even a lot of it, as long as you are in control of that decision and you understand the implications of that decision and you understand the effects that 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 decision has. Okay, that's not necessarily a bad thing there because you've made that, that conscious choice. You've made that informed decision. But it's when you don't have that informed decision making in place. That's when you could argue that some of these things are not the right thing to do. Okay, but you should never feel guilty. But this is a way to, for you to kind of work on that behavior. So mealtime self-reflection. If there's one reflection that I would recommend you start doing from today, if you're struggling with your nutrition, it's mealtime self-reflection. And if there's a second one, then it is really that weekly reflection to think about how you're moving forward. The other, uh, the other reflections I've shared, and I will share more on top of them later, I will do a recap. They're good as well. And they should kind of be an extra bit on top of it, like the cherry on top of the sundae, okay? <laughs> to use that analogy. So yeah, hope that makes sense because now let's move on to why you should reflect. Okay, I'm going to keep this very simple because there's no point me confusing you there's no point me overwhelming you by just getting all all fluffy and you know cliche with all this there's very simple reasons why you should reflect and i like to say evaluated experience is the best teacher so if you're not driving right now if you're not riding a bike or whatever you're doing i want you to grab a piece of paper and i want you to write that down evaluated experience is the best teacher now what do i mean by this very simple we all have experiences that occur in our life. That's just living, okay? If you're alive, you're experiencing things, okay? <laughs> newsflash. I know you know this, but just newsflash. Now, all of them are not going to be positive, and all of them are likewise not going to be negative. But it's about how we perceive these experiences, how we react to them that shapes us. So with that understanding that experiences occur, and with that understanding that through experiences we can learn, then it makes sense to evaluate it, right? Because evaluated experience is going to teach you the way forward. Evaluated experience is going to help shape you in the right way. Evaluated experience is going to move that quote-unquote needle forward, okay? Okay, move the needle, so to speak, with your journey. Because through evaluated experience, you're not only experiencing something, because things happen to us all the time, okay? You walk out of, the, you walk out of your house, things happen to you. 
okay? Just things that you're not even consciously aware of. But how we perceive those experiences will be determined by how we evaluate them and how we act upon them. So you need to be proactive with that, okay? You need to be evaluating your experience so you learn how to improve. So you learn how to overcome those negative obstacles. So you learn what the best way to do things is and to learn where you are standing right now and where you need to get to. So remember, evaluated experience is the best teacher. The next reason that you should reflect is it's because it's helpful for reframing your mindset. Now, I've talked about reframing a lot, you know, in my content. Okay, you if you've uh, looked up my content, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I did mention some reframing earlier on. But what do I mean by reframing your mindset? Well, it's about changing things from feeling negative to positive. It's about changing your circumstances from being, you know, just being done onto you to being able to you to act upon it to instill a different reaction okay to get a different outcome from it so to speak but also at the end of the day it comes down to having the right mindset having that strong mentality and a lot of time if you're struggling what you need to do is reframe that mindset if you're perceiving a certain thing like let's use the weekend okay the weekend paradigm as i like to call it if you're perceiving the fact that on the weekends you go out with friends and you splurge and it just keeps happening you can't seem to control it well you need to reframe your mindset in terms of how you perceive that instead of perceiving it as a negative thing that you can't control you now perceive it as an experience you can control, but you have to reflect on it. Okay, in other way, areas, okay, let's say that you're someone that just feels negative about the whole weight loss process because it just goes slower than your friends. Well, it's about reframing that mindset to realize that everyone's unique, to reframe that mindset to realize that everyone has their different journeys, their different genetics, their different plans. Everything's different. And you got to reframe it in that way. Now, I could keep going on, but there's no point. You get what I mean there, right? Reframing your mindset is about shifting the way you think to think in a more positive, productive, and actionable way. Done. That's what it is. Now, the next thing is mental health. Now, that kind of leads on from the mindset stuff, but really reflection can be really helpful for mental health. If you're someone that's anxious, if you're someone that is you know, depressed or you have some mental health issues that you feel need to be fixed, obviously first protocol, go see a psychologist, see a professional to help you out, okay? There is no shame in reaching out for help. But on top of that, Understand that reflection is a big part of the process. By being able to reflect, and this can be this can be even if you're not feeling like you're that much of an anxious person, if you're not, you know, if you're not actually depressed, but maybe you're just feeling like you're just overwhelmed, well, reflection can help because it, it helps kind of clarify things. Okay, and, that, and I'll touch upon the next point here because that links in with it, but with mental health side of things, it helps kind of clear the mind. It helps reframe it, like I said. It helps make things a bit more easier to comprehend. And because of that, it eases your mindset, okay? And because of that, that can help with mental health. Hope that makes sense. Now, onto the next one is clarity of vision. Now, when it comes to your goals, if you do not have clarity of vision, you have nothing, okay? If it comes to your journey and you have no clear action, if you have no clear focus, if you have no clear vision of where you're going and what you need to do, there's no point, you would just be stuck. You would just be struggling. You would just be in what I call that, quote unquote, hamster wheel of dieting. It's just going to be the reality. But once you get clarity of vision, things become easier. Things become more proactive and you start seeing progress. Now, how do you achieve clarity of focus? How do you achieve that clarity of vision, as I said? Reflection is one of those. Okay. As well as, you know, proper goal setting and all that sort of stuff, getting the right accountability, all those important factors reflection can be a real way for you to get clarity of vision because even myself if i didn't reflect i'll forget 
the, the, the specifics of where I'm going. I'll forget and not even think about what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. And because of that, I would not have clarity of vision. Okay, I'll just be wading through murky waters trying to guess. Okay, I'll be like that. What's that? Um, that movie Bird Box when they got like the, when they got the, the cloths around their eyes, basically just trying to find their way. Basically, I would not know where to go in the most effective way. And the same applies to you. And the same applies to your nutrition. If you want to have clear focus and get to where you need to go, you need to have clarity of vision and reflection can help with that. And in turn, also to lead on from there, reflection helps by providing perspective. Okay, It's very easy for us to get bogged down with life, get bogged down with our own journeys and not realize where we've actually progressed. A big example is weight gain. People think that when a scale goes up that they've gained a bunch of weight, but they don't think about in perspective wise, okay, but what's my waist circumference doing? Okay, how am I feeling within myself? How am I clothes fitting? Or even all that aside, am I feeling happier? Am I feeling healthier? Am I feeling more confident? Okay, people that do this, they lose perspective of what's actually been happening. Or in other ways, you know, let's say you have been trying to, you know, make performance gains, but then you you stop thinking about your health. You've lost perspective of your health. Okay, you just think about how to improve that performance. That in turn, you don't have a balanced approach, and you compromise your health. And in turn, that actually makes you have a diminished performance outcome because you lost that perspective. And then, from the perspective of what I talked about earlier with the gratitude journaling, perhaps you just get bogged down with life. You start thinking about the negatives, and you actually lose perspective of the positives. Okay, you lost perspective of the positives because you were too bogged down on thinking about the negatives because the negatives were easier to think about because you have maybe a, pre- uh, a like a history, okay? For lack of a better word, you have a history of maybe reverting back to the negative. But that's something you have to change. You have to change your perspective and reflection can help by providing that perspective. And then finally, reflection helps you achieve continued progress both physically and mentally through the aforementioned reasons that I mentioned, Okay through thinking about how you're going, to thinking about what you can change, to think about what's working, to think about you know, where, your, you know, where your positives and negatives lie, to think about how your experience can be evaluated in a more effective way. All this can help with continued progress and it can help physically through maybe a body transformation. It could help physically for maybe health benefits. It can help mentally for clearing your mind. It could help mentally for making you less anxious, so on and so forth. Okay, I could go, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It wouldn't matter. Okay, you get the point I'm trying to make across there is that you have to help yourself make continued progress and reflection forms one of the pillars to help this happen, so to speak. Okay, so that's like a explanation of the most, the most main kind of reasons that you should be reflecting. So now let's get on and finish up with how you can get started yourself. And I'm gonna keep it very actionable, very simple so you can actually get started with today. Number one, grab a journal or make a doc um, sheet, okay, a document sheet in Google Docs or something like that. You can go Word, doesn't really matter. Just make somewhere where you can actually start jotting down your ideas, start reflecting, start asking yourself the questions and actually answering it. Just grab yourself a journal or create yourself a, a Google Doc file and start reflecting. Simple as that. Doesn't have to be structured. Just start reflecting, okay? Do some brain dumps. Start reflecting, make, make, um, have a journal near your kitchen where when you feel like your craving come about, where you write down your thoughts and feelings. That can be a great way to start because it's tangible. You see a journal there, okay? You see a journal there ready to go. It kind of spurs that action on. It reminds you what you need to be doing. The next thing is setting aside time in your schedule. Now, this is really important if you're someone who's structured like myself or you tend to forget about reflection. 
what you want to do is literally put it in your schedule. So I've got there. Every weekend, I've got a spot there where I actually sit down and do my weekly reflection. Okay, Before bed, I always have that brain dump ready to go. Okay, In the morning, you know, if I'm using some morning journaling, I don't do too much morning journaling myself because I do other stuff and I don't find that that really helps me as much as the other reflections, but I have in the past and I make sure that I have it scheduled there ready to go. Have it in your schedule. Set aside, set aside time in your schedule and you'll see how much more effective and consistent you are with the reflection. Now, this next part is a really big one. So the third thing I want you to think about is starting small and building up, okay? Start with just by asking yourself, what is working and what is holding you back? Very simple, okay? Write down your goal. Write down what is, what is actually pushing you forward and what is holding you back. The most basic reflection you can do that's going to keep moving the wheels forward and keep making you progress because it's going to tell you what you should do, be doing more of and what you should be doing less of. Very simple, very effective, and my recommendation for you. Start small, build up by just asking yourself what is, what is kind of pushing you forward and what is holding you back. Now, the next thing I want you to kind of think about is consistency over details. Now, this comes around to the point I made before where it's not about the being too structured with your reflections in the beginning. Just be consistent with your reflections. It doesn't really matter what questions you ask in the beginning as much as it does that you're consistent with asking those questions. Great. If you can have the consistency plus the structure and have it, you know, all that stuff in place, great. But in the beginning, it's all about being consistent with reflecting, choosing that reflection that's going to be best serving you and being consistent with it over worrying about the details because details will lead to you want to make some perfectionist change in your life and that's never going to be the right way to do it when you're first starting out. So consistency over details. And then likewise, repetition creates the habit. So by being consistent, by being repetitive with that reflection, by doing it over and over, it will create that habit, enable you to be more effective with your reflection, and it'll become a part of your life. Okay, don't look at people like me and go, oh yeah, Alex is self, uh, self-reflecting all the time. He must just have been born that way. He just got out, you know, he, as a kid, he was reflecting. No, when I first started doing reflection, it was not normal part of it. I forget a lot of the times. A lot of times I wouldn't even want to do it. Okay, a lot of times I'll start doing it, try and be consistent. I'll be like, oh, is this really going to help me? But once it becomes a habit, once you see the benefits of it, it becomes easier. It becomes more consistent. It becomes a repetition. Okay, just like when you're building a muscle, it's about repetitions over time. Reflection is the same. Okay, so create that habit and you'll see how much more easier it is. So I hope this has helped. Okay, I'm going to just quickly recap the, the types of reflection you can kind of do so you can start getting you know, proactive with this step and start actually putting it into your, into your schedule. You've got the morning journaling, which could be just reframing a positive mindset for the day. could be great, uh, gratitude journaling. It could simply be a to-do list. Okay, Morning journaling can be very simple. Then you've got end-of-day gratitude journaling, which is really learning from the day-to-day, You know, learning about what kind of experiences have shaped you in a positive way and are really kind of thinking about what are you grateful for. Then you've got brain dumps, which is about managing overwhelm by really just putting everything from your mind onto a piece of paper at the end of the day. And you got weekly reflections, which is about strategy. It's about reflection on what is actually pushing you forward or pulling you back and about making adjustments where needed. And then finally, you got the real big one, which is mealtime self-reflection, which is going to be a very tangible change for you when it comes to specifically your nutrition change compared to the others I mentioned. But it's really good for making that informed decision, okay? Informing that decision-making so you can enable yourself to get better, more empowered, and get better food control and a better food relationship. 
So I hope this has all made sense. I hope this has been helpful. Of course, if you've got any questions about this, please send me a message. Send me an email at Alexa, A-L-E-K-S-A, Alexa at the climbing dietitian, okay, dietitian with a T, dot com dot A-U. Okay, send me an email there. Or if you want, you can just go on Instagram to climbing dietitian, send me a DM there, a direct message, and I'll get back to you, see how I can help you. But really, before I finish up, I just want to say that it doesn't have to feel like there's no point, okay? Even with everything going on right now, if you feel stuck, if you feel struggling, you feel like you can't get back on track, or you just simply feel like, what's the point in trying to get results? Well, I want to tell you that that's not the right way to think about it. Results are still being achieved, okay? I've got clients still achieving the same results as they were before. I've got people that are coming to me for advice that are getting benefit from it. I've got people that have still been progressing towards their goals in a normal way. There's no point quitting, okay? It's about going the distance, okay? It's about thriving even during this time, but really it's about staying on track. And if you want that accountability, if you want that direction, if you want that roadmap that I've used to help other clients and that I even use the same process for myself to get results and stay on track and stay empowered with nutrition, reach out to me, okay? I've got a application in the show notes below, but obviously you can also send me a message on Instagram or through email and just say, say interested, okay? Just say interested podcast or something like that. Just so I know that you've listened to this podcast and send me, okay, send me the word reflection. There we go. Send me the word reflection and I'll know that you listen to this podcast and we'll get chatting, see how I can help you reach your peak potential. Okay, like I said, I hope this has been helpful. Reach out if you need to. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Thank you so much, guys, for checking out my podcast. Hope it brought you some great value today. You can check me out on socials under The Climate Dietitian or on www.theclimatedietitian.com.au. I've got some great stuff out there for you guys, some free valuable content. So yeah, please check it out, guys. And yeah, until next time, thank you.